1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday. Your team every single day of the week here on the network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Please, five stars only. Make sure to also follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you listen to this show and all of your favorite shows across the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday throughout the season, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, and I'm already getting them in here on a Sunday afternoon. As your Carolina Panthers... Fall once again to New England Patriots 24-6, falling to 4-5 and five on the season. Yet another frustrating day at Bank of America Stadium where I was told there were plenty of Patriot fans in the stands. And I was not surprised at all by that. I had seen on Twitter Saturday evening where there were plenty of Patriots fans hanging out at the doghouse across the street there um, from Mitten and Moorhead. Um, where WFNZ, my former employer, they own that. And the doghouse apparently was run out by Patriots fans, so we already knew they were going to be there in full throat for the Panthers-Patriots game on Sunday afternoon at Bank of America Stadium. And it's something that's come to be expected at Bank of America Stadium. We saw it with the Eagles, and surprisingly so, we saw it with the Minnesota Vikings. Unfortunately, that's the reality of a growing city, a transplant city here of Charlotte, North Carolina. The Carolina Panthers are now in their 27th season. There are plenty of people like myself who grew up with this team and are fans of this team and would love to go to games every Sunday and support this team, but there's also plenty of people who might be like myself who've been around for Charlotte for a long time who just don't want to step foot in the stadium. And quite honestly, I don't blame them at all. Sunday was yet another embarrassing performance for the Carolina Panthers. We're in year four of David Tepper. This is his organization. These are the players that his head coach, Matt Rule, has brought in here. The roster has completely turned over from two years ago in the final year of Ron Rivera. So this is on Rule. This is on Rule. Sorry. This is on Tepper. This is on Rule. This is on Fitterer. This is on everybody who calls 800 South Mint Street their place of employment with the Carolina Panthers. Sunday was unacceptable once again for the Carolina Panthers the offense after a great week in Atlanta where they ran the ball 47 times and the for the first time in the rule era they rushed for over 200 yards they felt like they found an identity but I told y'all after that the Falcons aren't a good football team so yes congratulations you did what it took to win Feel good about it. I certainly felt good about it after losing four straight games and had to come here every single Sunday and talk to you about the offensive line being terrible and Sam Darnold being terrible. It was nice to, for once, get something positive out of a Sunday with the Carolina Panthers. We got that last week. But when I told y'all... That the Panthers, yes, they can run the football against the Falcons. Would they be able to do that against the Tampa Bays of the world, or the Buffaloes of the world, or New Orleans later on the season? Arizona next Sunday in the desert, could they do that and win those games? Because at some point in time, Sam Darnold's going to have to throw the football and is going to have to win some of these games for the Carolina Panthers early on in the season. When they had McCaffrey healthy, he was able to do that, particularly in that second half against the Houston Texans on that Thursday night game where McCaffrey went down with a hamstring injury. McCaffrey was back finally on Sunday afternoon against the Patriots. But eventually, Sam Darnold was going to have to go out there and win one of these games. And New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick, who has a 20-plus year track record of success with the six Super Bowls of Tom Brady and just stifling defenses over that two-decade period, you knew after what he had done to Sam Darnold, Back when Darnold was the head coach of the New York Jets, or the head, the starting quarterback, excuse me, of the New York Jets, you knew that he knew what to do and to stop Sam Darnold and prevent him from beating his team. And by golly, he did it again. Sam Darnold throws three interceptions once again for the Carolina Panthers. The first one, a pick six, where he is scrambling out on a bootleg and trying to hit Ian Thomas, floats it over, goes to J.C. Jackson, and my God in heaven, he takes it back for a touchdown. Later on, great play by Jamie Collins as Sam Darnold gets picked off. It looked like a defensive tackle at first. I think Collins is wearing 58. Either way, another bad interception. Great play by the defender, but you got to be kidding me. And then later on, as Darnold said it, he threw it behind DJ Moore, and it gets picked off once again by JC Jackson. Sam Darnold has continuously made mistake after mistake after mistake. Even early in the game, when Matt Paradis went down, with a knee injury, which hopefully won't be significant, as the Carolina Panthers had to go to Sam Tecklenburg, who is their third option at center, as Matt Paradis, who was just activated off of the IR after being designated to return 20-something days ago. They got to the end of the 21-day period. He was inactive today, so they had to go to Sam Tecklenburg, the second-year player out of Baylor, and undrafted free agent, mind you, to be the starter, or at least to play center for the rest of the game, and Sam Darnold fumbled the snap. And according to the CBS broadcast. It didn't look like that was a center issue. It was a quarterback issue. So at every single turn, Sam Darnold has continuously made mistakes. He knows he's got to be better. He keeps saying it to us every single Sunday. And it's just so frustrating to sit here. After knowing back in April he couldn't play, to watch Matt Rule have to answer questions about whether Sam Darnold would play. And he keeps saying, I got to see the tape. I got to see the tape. Obviously, we can't turn the ball over and yada, yada, yada. It comes down to turnovers, but he won't ever say anything. He scapegoated Teddy Bridgewater. And now he's sticking with Sam Darnold, at least for now. Sam Darnold says, I'm the quarterback. I don't see any reason why I'm not the quarterback. I'm not going to sit here and like try and tell you guys wh- whether I should be the quarterback or not. And quite frankly, there's not a better option. I felt that P.J. Walker was probably going to start this game just based off of Sam Darnold's shoulder issue and, and the concussions. And he said he felt fine Monday. That's what Sam Darnold said. And that the shoulder apparently wasn't an issue. So we can't sit here and say that either one of those were the issue. The issue really is, I mean... Well, it is a head issue because he continuously makes bad decisions throughout his career, dating back to USC, to the Jets, to now. Nothing has changed. So it's nice to hear guys like Dan Orlovsky, who are spewing BS and Drivel since April about how Sam Darnold was gonna change in Carolina. That has not happened. He's the same bad quarterback. And unfortunately, now the Carolina Panthers sitting at four and five with Arizona on their schedule. With Tampa on their schedule twice, New Orleans in the Superdome, I don't care who they're playing at quarterback when they go down there, and Buffalo, it looks like the Carolina Panthers are destined for another 10-plus loss season. And honestly, that's unacceptable. When you look at this rebuild... What they've been able to do on the defensive side of the football, what they've done offensively, who they have out there as far as skill position players for the offensive line. Yes, it is a disaster. But for the quarterback position to be this bad in year two and for there to be really no plan at the position moving forward, it is unacceptable that the Carolina Panthers have the talent on the roster that they have. And there is absolutely no chance, it feels like, of them avoiding 10-plus losses this season. I know that I talked about, hey, they might be in the thick of the playoff race just based off of, hey, man, like everyone's the same team. I was an idiot for saying that. I'll admit it. I was stupid and dumb for saying that. There's no way. I can't even see this team winning a game the rest of the year based off of what we've seen from Sam Darnold so far this season. And P.J. Walker, maybe he comes in, he's better. I don't know. Honestly, it sucks. that to sit here and be negative and have to talk about this. But this is how everyone feels, right? I I don't know how you can look at this and take away any sort of positives. Zane Gonzalez made another field goal. Brian Burns got a sack. We'll get into him too and his ankle injury and Mac Jones and Hassan Reddick got another one. So he's up to eight and a half sacks. The defense looks great. The two takeaways, both of those, put them in plus territory, them being the offense. And what happens? Seven plays, 12 yards. Oh, got to kick a field goal. Then you get down to the Pat 16 on a second, what should have been a second down and eight. Ian Thomas, I don't know where he gets the gall to taunt anyone considering he is a very average player in the National Football League. All right, personal foul penalty or unsportsmanlike whatever, back him at 15 yards, and then you kick another field goal. And those are the only points of the day for the Panthers as they lose 24-6 to the New England Patriots. At this point, and I'll get into it just here in a few moments, I just don't know how you can have really any confidence in Matt Rule and Scott Fitter heading into this offseason when there was a glaring need at quarterback, which is clearly held back to 2021 iteration of the Carolina Panthers from their potential, potentially being a team that could have been right there smack dab in the wild card race in the NFC. But instead, we're stuck here with Sam Donald for at least eight more games. And well, they're paying his retirement fund of $18.8 million next season, whether he's healthy. Or not, whether he's on the roster or not. Because again, no one's trading for that deal. So we'll get into more of this here in just a moment device ever again and the best part there's no annual contract so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com. that's directtv.com. compatible device required content varies by package
1: if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast
0: As I said right there before he took that quick pause, um, like right now, when you look at Sam Darnold's deal for next year and the next eight weeks of the season, as the Panthers currently sit at four and five, the $18.8 million that he's going to be paid and owed are going towards the salary cap, whether he's on the roster or not. And at this point in time, I cannot envision a scenario where either of the 31 teams in the league, so really just 30 teams, because there's no way New York who made out like bandits, that they were able to get two... Four and a six for this guy. This dude who cannot play at all. They were able to get that kind of draft capital for Sam Darnold. They made out like bandits. And this was a terrible decision from both Matt Rule and Scott Fitter. And from what I've been told, Matt Rule has the final say on the 53-man roster while the decision to bring in Sam Darnold was both a Matt rule decision and a Scott Fitterer decision. The origin of the story goes back to when apparently the defensive coaching staff was looking at film from the jets and they were scouting some of the defensive players from the jets. I think Frankie Luvu, mainly, who of course is a Carolina Panther and was able to uh, recover a fumble today when Brian Burns uh, got the strip sack of Mac Jones. And we'll get into more of what happened with that here and a few, um, but he's been a good player for the Carolina Panthers they went and told Rule like, "Hey man, this quarterback, he does he got he looks pretty good sometimes." Certainly, Sam Darnold like every professional quarterback has moments where they look pretty darn good because they are. I know it's shocking, but they are the best of the best when it comes to quarterbacks in the world, really this country since this is not a global sport. Um but either way, they saw Sam Darnold, thought, "Hey, maybe we could do something with him." And David Tepper couldn't watch Teddy Bridgewater anymore, decided that they need to move on from him. They went out, tried to get Matt Stafford, Deshaun Watson. We all know the story. Landed on Sam Darnold. And Sam Darnold, through the first nine weeks of the season and really before then, has proven that he's not the guy and that he's not going to ever be the guy. And Matt rule said after the game to the media that, He didn't think about benching him after he did a couple weeks ago in the loss to the Giants where he brought in P.J. Walker. And honestly, when you look at it, P.J. Walker, when he came in, wasn't very good. And then last week when he came in, as they were trying to close out the game against the Falcons, his first play was a brutal throw that could have been interception intercepted excuse me, and might have hurt the Panthers in their ability to win that football game. So I don't think Matt Rule has a lot of confidence in P.J. Walker. He can sit here and say whatever he wants throughout the week that, hey, if P.J. has to play, we all have a bunch of confidence in him. I don't think there's anybody in that locker room with the Carolina Panthers who has confidence in either Sam Donald or P.J. Walker. These are the quarterbacks on the roster. I understand that James Morgan who's been on the practice squad throughout the season, that he is someone that they brought up today just in the case of emergency of whether Sam Darnold could not go after trying to complete um, his workout prior to the game. I can't imagine he's any better. The Josh Love guy that they brought in who spent time with the Rams in their training camp a year ago. There is no quarterback on the Carolina Panthers roster who is going to alleviate the problems that they have in the passing game. I understand that Matt Rule wants to run the football and he wants to get to about 56 rushes and completions per game. And that's just not feasible against good defenses like the New England Patriots as we look today where the Panthers completed 16 passes and had 23 carries. So that's 39. And that's not going to cut it. As we saw, as the Carolina Panthers lose 24-6 to against the New England Patriots. But when you have a quarterback who you don't trust, and last week, even in the victory against the Falcons, they showed they did not trust Sam Darnold. I know Pro Football Focus had rated him the highest quarterback in the league last week in terms of Week 8. Look at that with a grain of salt. Come on, like how the hell is Sam Darnold, the highest graded passer quarterback in the league in a single week when they didn't ask him to do anything other than hand the football off and then run a little bit, which ended up getting him injured with both a concussion and an injury to his throat and shoulder. They don't trust him and you see it with the way that they talk and the way that how they want to move, go about things moving forward, they have no faith in Sam Donald. And Robbie Anderson himself has no faith in Sam Donald. He has had a terrible year. And you have to wonder, for Robbie Anderson, a guy who left New York and left Sam Donald as his quarterback, came down here and had a career year where he led the Panthers in receptions, had over 1,000 yards receiving, looked like a real asset, and led to him getting an extension prior to the season, and he has had a miserable season whether it's been his focus on the field being able to catch the ball or whether it's been his role and whether route concepts that they're asking him to run, he's not happy right now. And he let Sam Darnold know about it following his third interception. We saw a couple weeks ago in the loss of the Eagles where Sam Darnold also threw three interceptions. The final one, he threw it to Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson was yelling at the Panthers wide receiver coach, Frisbane Jackson, and letting him know his frustration as apparently what he saw was, that the Eagles were sitting on that route concept and that they should try and do a double move and try and beat them on that, particularly when the offense had not been good all day and they needed to try and do something differently. And Joe Brady admitted later on that week that yes, maybe we should have done something. Robbie has a higher IQ. They've tried to get him involved in the subsequent weeks and has done nothing. Nothing has changed with Robbie Anderson. But he let Sam Donald know about his frustrations on Sunday. For the second time, we saw him visibly upset on the sideline as the cameras caught it. And he said after the game that he just told Sam Donald that he needs to tighten up. Up. And he told that the media that that's something that he would say to anyone on the team and that he would hope that any te- anyone on the team would say the same thing to him, which people should probably be saying the same thing to him about tightening up and catching the football and being better because he has not been without blame throughout the season. He's, there's been plenty of blame that should be placed on Robbie Anderson, which goes to what Chris McCaffrey said when they were asking him about Sam Darnold and like, yes, the quarterback probably receives too much of the blame and too much of the credit, which I've always believed as well. That last year, especially with Teddy Bridgewater, when you had four guys go over a 1,000 yards from scrimmage, but yet it was only Teddy Bridgewater's fault why the Carolina Panthers were unable to go down the field and either tie or win the games. It couldn't have all been on Teddy Bridgewater. The offensive line was terrible. It didn't have Christian McCaffrey. But apparently it was all on Bridgewater, which Tepper felt, Panther fans felt. Everyone was mad as hell because Teddy Bridgewater was Teddy Bridgewater. But you hear this week, New Orleans... A team that is now 5-3, and three, but came in the week at 5-2, and two, sitting behind Tampa Bay, and just came off a win against the Bucs and hopes to go to the playoffs. They thought about trying to trade for Teddy Bridgewater there in Denver, who hasn't been great, but he's been a hell of a lot better than the guy who's here. And that was the thing. Day one, the question was, was Sam Brown an upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater? And obviously, he has not been. So yeah, the Panthers and a couple fans out there, definitely, I don't know if they owe Teddy Bridgewater apology, but they certainly need to recognize that they were absolutely wrong in moving off from him from this season. Because I get it. Teddy Bridgewater would have never been the option here long-term here in Carolina. I understand that. I've understood that from day one. But you're going to sign him to a deal at least Give him a non-pandemic season, even though we actually technically are still in the pandemic. Give him a normal offseason to play in this offense and hopefully have Christian McCaffrey with him, which he would not have. He would have still had, what, 25? 18 of his 25 games, he would not have Christian McCaffrey out there as a starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Yes, really 18 of 24 since he didn't play against Detroit last year. Either way, would have been a far better situation for the Carolina Panthers than the one that they're in now. And this is not Hindsight. If you've been listening to me since I took over in late March, I've been saying this, that it made way more sense to stick with Bridgewater, either go get a left tackle or maybe get a quarterback and then sit there and have that person sit behind Teddy Bridgewater and then get away from that contract, have the rookie deal, and move forward from then. But whether it's the impatience of David Tepper, the inability of Scott Fitterer and Matt Rule to identify a quarterback, I don't know. The Carolina Panthers sit in a terrible position at four and five with eight weeks to go And really, there's no clear path forward with this rebuild. The defense looks fixed. The kicking game, even with Zane Gonzalez, doesn't seem to be a problem. You might want to find a different special teams coordinator than Chase Blackburn. The O-line, there were certainly pieces there that might be the right answer moving forward. And we'll look at Matt Paradis's injury and how long that might be. You might get a good glimpse of of, uh, Pat O'Flein at center and see whether he's the answer long term. I doubt it. But the main problem for the Carolina Panthers, as we've seen, it's been illustrated over the last five weeks, is that the quarterback is not good enough. And until they find the right quarterback, the Carolina Panthers are going to deal with what they dealt with on Sunday, where their fans don't want to show up, the opposing fan comes to town, they have a great time, they get the red carpet rolled out for them, and people are upset. And I'm sure David Tipper, he always says that he gets, he's pissed off whenever they lose and he joins everyone in the city and throughout the region. He wants a big-time stadium where he can host Final Fours and all that and Super Bowls and wants us to pay for a third of it while he pays for another third and PSLs play for a third. So really, he wants the fans in the city to pay for two-thirds of it while he gives a third of it while he's the, highest, he's the richest owner in the NFL. You've got to be out of your mind, buddy. Your team stinks. The product on the field is terrible. And you're part of the blame. I just, I know I'm going all over the place right now. I'm just so sick of this that we're here in year 27 of this organization or season 27 of this organization. And we have a brand new, just lease in life when it comes to the Carolina Panthers. A new owner, a new head coach, a GM for the first time who feels like we have a real GM. And Scott Fitterer has done a lot of great things. And his role in bringing Sam Darnold here I, is just something that's certainly frustrating. But I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, opposed to Rule, who. Help double out the contract to Teddy Bridgewater. It just sucks for so many people who want to see this team be good to have to sit here for another season and know halfway through, and probably even before this, halfway through to know that there's no chance this team's going to the playoffs and that we have no idea going into next season what's even to be expected because they have no idea who's going to be the starting quarterback. And if they get a new starting quarterback, whether that guy's going to be the right guy. That's just his a horrible position to be sitting here in the NFL. It's just football. There's way more things in life. I understand. I've always said that. Keep things in perspective. But today is just another day where it's it's so frustrating to be a Carolina Panthers fan. And I share your frustration. Maybe I'm being overly dramatic. I don't know. Just I I hate that I got to sit here like in like y'all. I mean, we got to sit here and talk. I talk about it. We talk about we have the conversation. It just when when is it going to be our time to actually sit here and be happy about the product on the field? We had 2015 was great. I mean, 2014, or 13, 14, 15. As frustrating as 14 was for that period of time, where they start out three eight and one, but the run at the end of that year it was just—it was so exciting to have those three years in a row. And then 2017 was great, and now this. Like, w- when does it end? When does it get better? And the question that—that's gonna be asked for a lot of people here in the Carolinas and throughout the world. Whoever listens to the Carolina Panthers is just so sick of it. All right, we'll get into other things we saw. Christian McCaffrey's back. Brian Burns, the ridiculous, dirty play on him by Mac Jones and the injuries on the offensive line as your Carolina Panthers fall 24-6 to the New England Patriots. You guys already know by now that Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, and low-sugar and high in protein so all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious another great thing about built bar there are so many mouthwatering flavors including coconut raspberry mint brownie coconut almond salted caramel double chocolate and cherry barcia this month built bar is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days so check their website often you don't want to miss out go to built.com and use promo code lock 15 and you get 15 percent off your first order use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at built.com BetOnline is back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From the NBA, college basketball to college football, the NFL, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. It was a welcome sight to finally see Christian McCaffrey back in a Panthers uniform after missing the past five weeks with a hamstring injury that was suffered on that Thursday night game on the road against the Houston Texans. The Carolina Panthers obviously sorely missed McCaffrey as they had lost four straight games following that win after a 3-0 start. Got the win last week in Atlanta and unfortunately unable to get the win at home as they lose 24-6 today on Sunday Against the New England Patriots, another team that came into the day at four and four, McCaffrey had 14 carries for 52 yards, 3.7 yards per carry, along of 10, and had four receptions for 54 yards, along of 21 on five targets. And one of the things about McCaffrey, that's over 100 yards again uh, for the CMC combined when it comes to rushing yards and receptions. So thanks, I guess, good for the fantasy owners out there. I guess they could have used a touchdown. Um, one thing that stood out. There's been a lot of talk about when McCaffrey came back, how he would be utilized. Joe Brady said earlier in the week that he really hadn't given much thought to limiting McCaffrey's carries, that he was going to continue to try and give him the ball as much as possible. At least, you know, kind of he didn't deny that he was going to continue to do the way he had been implemented over last season and in this past season when he was healthy. So the games that McCaffrey's played. Under Joe Brady and under Matt Rule here in Carolina, he's gotten a ton of touches, was averaging 29 and a half in the first two weeks of the season. Both wins for the Panthers. Comes out today, only gets 18 touches, which I maybe that helped. That's happy. I, I don't know. Maybe that makes Pans happy. Um, Chuba Hubbard, he had one reception for 33 yards on, that, and that on the only two targets. Also had... Um, Three carries for 33 yards. Overall, the Panthers were had 23 carries for 78 yards, only 3.4 yards per carry. The Patriots were selling out to stop the run as they knew the Panthers weren't going to do anything through the air. Sam Darnold only completed... 16 of 33 passes for 172 yards, of course, with the three interceptions. Just not going to be good enough to win on really any day against a good defense, as we saw on Sunday against New England. I don't know. Maybe fans are happy that McCaffrey only got 18 touches. Uh, The other guys who played, Amir Abdullah, only got one uh, carry on the day for zero yards, had four receptions for 33. Um, So you combine Chuba Hubbard and Amir Abdullah and what they did, that's four carries for three yards. And then that's four receptions for 63 yards, which is more than what McCaffrey is able to do in those four receptions for 54 yards. It was also kind of surprising, and this was pointed out um, on the CBS broadcast. I don't know who was the analyst today. No, Brian, um, Greg Gumbel, excuse me, called the game. I don't know who the analyst was. I thought he actually did a pretty good job, so I probably should figure out who that was. Um, but he pointed out how it took until late into the third quarter before McCaffrey was even a part of the pass game. There's one time earlier in the game when he was targeted. Sam Darnold was trying to evade the rush and just did not throw a good ball. And that's kind of, that's not Darnold's fault, just tough situation. Misses McCaffrey there as the Panthers went three and out. Uh, but they able to get McCaffrey on, you know, four, like basically four of those receptions, all four of those receptions, excuse me, were all on the same drive. And that drive, of course, ended a Sam Darnold interception in the end zone to J.C. Jackson. So the first time you get McCaffrey involved in the passing game, nothing really comes from it. And moving forward, the Panthers' offense, like that was the best drive they had all day when they started throwing McCaffrey. That's got to be what they got to do. And the only running back who had any success, and he had more carries, but the only running back who had any success today who will run the football is Christian McCaffrey. I just I don't really don't see, like, when you have Sam Darnold as your quarterback, why would you not want to make McCaffrey the focal point of the offense? If he's healthy, the amount of money he's getting paid, it's a terrible contract. You got to try and give him the ball as much as possible and hope that he can bail you out because currently with what they got going on offensively with Darnold. It's just going to be really tough for them to win football games moving forward unless it's just give McCaffrey the ball and please go out there and try to win the game. Whether it's him out of the backfield as a pass catcher or him behind center running the football, it's just it's going to be tough for Carolina in the next eight weeks of the season as they sit at four and five. Uh, a couple other things, offensive line injuries. The O-line has struggled to have any sort of continuity throughout the season. Uh, they saw in the second play of the game, where Matt Paradis went down with a knee injury was pretty much immediately ruled out. Sam Tecklenberg got to come in and be the center for the Carolina Panthers as Matt Paradis used, not Matt Paradis, as um, Pat Elfline who just came off of IR was just recently activated. He was inactive today. Hopefully he's healthy. I would imagine that he'll be getting the majority of the snaps at center throughout the week for the Carolina Panthers as he has the versatility. That's one of the reasons why the Panthers signed him. On the opening day of free agency. So, I guess that's kind of a benefit of having him on the roster now. Hopefully, he can be a good uh, replacement if it is going to be a long term injury for Matt Paradis, which it certainly seems like, considering how quickly he was ruled out of the game. Also, Cam Irving was injured. Dennis Daly came in and played the majority of the snaps at left tackle moving forward. Even Brady Christensen was out there uh, taking snaps on the sideline at center. The Carolina Panthers have yet to have really any continuity on the offensive line throughout the season, and they've actually had six different offensive linemen start in the first eight games of the season going into today, and that's just for as bad as they've been, and they certainly should face the criticism, and the staff and organizations face criticism for not fixing that unit. As for as bad as they've been, it's hard to be a good unit if you are missing that many guys. You're dealing with this kind of injuries, and you have no continuity. Because if they have a, like if they had a bad offensive line, and everyone was healthy, they would be better than what they've been. But considering that no one's been healthy throughout the season, it's really, other than really Taylor Moten, it's really hard to have a good offensive line unit. So I give them a break when it comes to that. Finally. Brian Burns, Hassan Reddick, both guys got after the passer today. And Mac Jones wasn't particularly good, didn't need to be. Uh, the Patriots were able to run the football pretty much, not at will, but they were able to run it pretty effectively against Carolina. Had only 3.9 yards per carry, but 151 yards. They controlled the line of scrimmage. Ramon Street Stevenson had a lot of grown men runs. Damian Harrison really do much today, but he was able to get a rushing touchdown. New England controlled the game throughout. And they didn't really ask Mac Jones to do too much. He turned the football over twice. The interception, Stephon Gilmore getting revenge there. He said after the game that he was on Jacoby Myers, who came in as the leading receiver from New England. And he knows how Myers is able to break out of his route. So he was able to beat him to the spot, even if Myers got kind of a little caught up there. Beat him to the spot, get the interception. Nothing came of it other than the field goal for the Panthers. And then Brian Burns gets a strip sack early in the game on Mac Jones. He was just untouched. As they tried to, I guess, chip him, but he got over there and then the left tackle for the Patriots was not able to get back quick enough. And Brian Burns gets a free rush on Mac Jones, leads to a strip sack recovered by Frankie Luvo. Now, on that strip sack, where Brian Burns came up lame afterwards, injured, we saw the video later on that Mac Jones was trying to hold Brian Burns back. While doing that and holding on to his right leg, he twisted his ankle. Later on in the game, Brian Burns went down again with the same injury to that same ankle. Hassan Reddick, who has that ongoing with Bur- Bre- bet with Brian Burns with whoever you know, wins their sack race has to buy the other one. Wh- whoever loses has to buy the other one, the winner, a golf cart. And it seems like that's going to be Brian Burns this season after eight and a half sacks so far through the first nine weeks for Hassan Reddick. But Hassan Reddick, he didn't care at all after the game about trying to be civil and trying to not get fined. He called out the officiating for there being no call there. He said it was dirty. It was mind-blowing to him that Mac Jones would do that. There's no room in a game of football, and I agree for any sort of action and play like that that we saw from Mac Jones. I understand he's a rookie, which is not not an excuse at all. He's a competitor, which everyone is, but to do that, it's just ridiculous, and I hope that the league goes out there and reviews that tape and offer some sort of fun. Because had Brian Burns done that to Mac Jones, what happens to him? He gets like thrown out of the game. You get arrested for stuff like that if you're a defensive player in the NFL. But a quarterback is able to do that to a defensive player nothing comes from it. At least during the game. The league needs to figure that out. Because that's ridiculous to see something like that. Absolutely ridiculous. The Carolina Panthers... At the very least, you were hoping that he could come out here with no injuries. I know Derek Brown had a slight little injury, came back in the game. Uh, Brian Burns had to deal with that. You were just sitting there hoping after the defense tried to do everything they could in their power to win this football game and got the two takeaways there in the first half. You are just hoping that, man, at least they can just walk out of here and be be healthy. That's what you want. At the very least, let them be healthy. Just, just a frustrating day overall. Like, I, I don't really know what else to say at this point in time. It's just, I'm sure I've said the same things plenty of times throughout the last five weeks. I just, I don't know what to say moving forward. Sam Darnold can't play. Matt Rule, Scott Fitter made terrible decisions. Second year in a row, Matt Rule has made a bad decision at quarterback, and really the first one wasn't really that bad of a decision. The worst part about the decision was moving on after one season and then signing up for another bad contract when it came to Sam Darnold. And they could have been rid of Teddy Bridgewater after the season and could have been free to either draft the quarterback, which they could have done this past April, or they could have been free to sign another free agent quarterback who actually proved to be good in the NFL, which Sam Darnold has not proven throughout his first four years in the league. It's just, it's never going to happen for him. I don't know what they're going to do moving forward. I know there's going to be plenty of talk about P.J. Walker um, being – Someone who should step in and be a starting quarterback. Again, what we've seen from P.J. last year against Detroit and against New Orleans in week 17 and this year against the Giants and then against the Falcons. What leads you to believe that he's going to be any better? I also understand that people might not want to watch Sam Darnold play anymore because I certainly don't want to. And I wouldn't blame all of you. Stop tuning in. Here's the thing. You don't have to watch the games anymore. I got to watch this. I do a daily podcast, so I can't escape it, unfortunately. I get paid to do this. I'm not doing this out of the goodness of my heart. This is no pro bono thing. I get paid to do this. I enjoy doing it, enjoy talking to y'all, but I'm just going to keep it 100. I'm not I'm not doing this for free. So, I'll be okay and I'm getting taken care of. But y'all, go enjoy your Sunday. There's plenty of things going on out here. Today was a beautiful day in Charlotte. Saturday was a miserable, cold day, no sun. Sun was out on Sunday afternoon here in Charlotte, North Carolina. I always say farmer's market. Sunday, go out there. Don't watch the game. Hit up the farmer's market. Spend time with your honey. Get those honey-do things done. Go have fun with your kids. Go do anything other than watch the Panthers play. And if you're going to watch them, then keep pounding beers. At this point in time, I don't blame anybody for not wanting to watch this team. My fault for saying that they might still be in the playoff race. That was stupid. Um, at least I told y'all back in April how it was going to play out with Sam Darnold. I remember I got a negative review from some dude being like, oh, well, instead of saying the season's due, why don't you say why Sam Darnold might be good? I never felt that. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Maybe you, you like the brutal honesty. Maybe you hate it. I don't know. Just, you know, keep tuning into the pod. Because I need you, and I don't want to be just talking to the abyss. This has been rough. It stinks. Next week is going to be probably another L, and there's plenty of them left in the second half of the season. But, hey, again, we only get so many weeks of these throughout the the year. It only comes in the fall. You get 17 weeks of football this year, one more than we usually have gotten. So I guess be happy about that. Enjoy time. Watch it. Hey, if you're going to watch it, keep watching. Keep going in the game. Support the team. I'm not telling you to do that, but I wouldn't blame anybody. I'm not going to sit here and shame anybody who wants to tune out here on the on Panthers for the rest of the season because there's just little hope that things are going to change this year. And even if Darnold gets benched, what would lead anyone to believe that P.J. Walker is going to suddenly – bring this team to the promised land. And the reality is also that Sam, that Cam Newton's not coming back. (laughs) Just, it's not, maybe it happens, but it's just not going to happen. So we can keep trying to talk about it. It's just not going to happen. Oh boy. Just, I'm sorry. I I don't know who I'm apologizing to. I'm just, I'm sorry. This just, all of this is terrible. Again, just football. Sun will come out tomorrow. That's little orphan. Andy said, it's going to be back in the seventies here in Charlotte. So be happy about that. Once again, your Carolina Panthers fall, 24-6 at home, sort of, against the New England Patriots, make America Stadium. Fall to 4-5. Not great. Next week, on the road, in the desert, against the Cardinals. Not a 1 o'clock game. First time all season. <laughs> Only because it's out on the West Coast. I think technically they're in mountain time, since uh, daylight saving time is no longer going on here in the U.S. But moving on. Thanks again for listening to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast. Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday and the same this occasional Sunday, but becomes Monday's pod because they get it out on Sunday and you listen to it on Monday, most likely. Uh, Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Apple Podcasts. Five stars only. Don't be a hater. Follow me on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday, I already got some of your questions now. Every single Friday, answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on Locked on Panthers, so go ahead and get those in. And in the meantime, I'll talk to you guys on Tuesday. Be safe. Take care. Have a beer. Carolina Panthers. Sweet God in heaven. What is going on?
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.